Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Kincaid and Breckenridge, exclusively on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Hi, welcome back. Kincaid and Breckenridge, News Talk 770. Roger off for a few more days. Uh, after 12 o'clock, we'll uh, get the latest on the Brexit situation. Uh, some interesting developments today was just speak to the ongoing uh, uncertainty, political uncertainty uh, in Britain at the moment. Labor leader uh, Jeremy Corbyn under immense pressure to resign and uh, a vote of non-confidence today in the leader. But um, surprisingly for now, he's, he's brushing that off and intends to stay on as uh, resignations continue to mount. Uh, but we'll talk a bit about, you know, is there a way out here? Uh, and the situation the UK is facing with uh, the potential of another Scottish referendum, Scotland leaving the UK so as to remain in Europe. Right, it's one thing to say, look, we don't want to be in the EU anymore and we'll continue on our own as a country. But what if the country starts to come apart? And what does that mean for the UK? Uh, Is there a way, though, that those parts of the UK that want to remain in Europe can do so and still remain part of the United Kingdom? Uh, That might be one compromise. We'll get to uh, that coming up after 12 o'clock. Uh, right now, the story we, we've covered on this program before and, and certainly been following the story, and I wanted to, to revisit it to see what the impact has been. Uh, the government, and, and I think to, to, to some extent they deserve credit for uh, wanting to, to help encourage small brewers in Alberta. Now, how you go about doing so is another question, but, but there have been steps taken uh, under pre- previous government and this government to try to encourage uh, a thriving craft brewing industry in Alberta. And some of the restrictions that existed before for small breweries have, have gone away. It makes it easier to, to open a brewery. It's become easier to open a brew pub in Alberta and in Calgary in particular. And so these changes have been positive. Uh, one of the changes, though, the government brought in was to change the markup. And that meant uh, increasing the markup on, on beers, imported beers, from outside of Alberta and also outside of the New West Partnership. Uh, the assumption being that because of our trade relationship with uh, BC and Saskatchewan, we couldn't unfairly discriminate against uh, beers from those provinces. Uh, so that didn't change. There's some concern that maybe by uh, allowing BC breweries to to sell into the same rate, that they've been able to, to undercut Alberta's small brewers. Certainly BC's uh, brewing industry is, is further along than Alberta's is. Uh, but in, in increasing the tax on beers from, from outside of Alberta, outside of that New West partnership, it, it puts a burden on those who are the importers, those who are bringing those, those beers and getting them on the shelves here in Alberta. Uh, joining us to talk a bit more about what the impact has, has been uh, since these changes, Bo uh, Vitanov joins us from Artisan Ales. Bo, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. All right. Explain what, what Artisan Ales is and what, what it is you and your, your husband do. So we're a, a really tiny 
uh, business based in Alberta. It's my husband and I who who work in it, and um, we are first and foremost um, craft beer lovers. My husband, in particular, I would call him uh, a beer geek. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we bring in really high-end microbrewery beer from Quebec and from Europe, specifically from Belgium and France. And then once we bring the product in, it's available to any retailer that has the appropriate liquor license to buy it. Uh, so, well, so they don't get it directly from you. I mean, explain the process. I mean, I don't know that the beer comes to your house and then you, you bring it to the beer stores. What's the, the distribution system in Alberta? So How does the way it that, it, that it works in Alberta is um, for most products that are brought in, the, the big brewers have a separate system and the local microbreweries kind of have... Um, a slightly different uh, approach as well. But for most liquor products, what happens is they actually get received into a centralized warehouse that's really, uh, it's it's really the government's warehouse, but it's contract operated for them by uh, uh, Connect Logistics. Right. And okay. so we don't physically handle the product, but we do own it through throughout that period. It's basically consigned at that warehouse. But yes, we don't physically deliver product. Okay. So how long ago was it now that the changes took effect? Um, the changes were announced October 27th of last year, and they were in, a, in full effect the next morning. Right, and it just so, it came so out of the blue. six months, six, right. seven months. And yeah. Y- yeah, because y- y- you didn't know, other importers didn't know that the change was coming. Correct. Nobody knew. Right. Well, the government knew. Yeah. Uh, part of what you've tried to do, as I understand, uh, one of the, the popular beers that, that you bring is, is uh, Morality, I believe it is. And yes. uh, so you, you'd been putting information cards in these in these six packs of beer that's right um the the brewery um helped us out um they're uh, they're kind of fight the power guys too due mm-hmm. to yell and so when this happened we actually initially tried to lobby the government directly um as as the company ourselves. We we also put together uh, a small association of importers that were in the same situation as us, and you know we tried to lobby the government directly to to get this rescinded or amended. Um, that didn't really go anywhere. So then we asked Judas Yell to put a little information um, card into their six pack because, you know, the the price of the six pack has gone up significantly on the shelf and we wanted the customers to understand where that extra money was going. And that extra money is going to the government, not to us. So, uh, yeah, there's a little card and it's got two pie charts in it that show basically where the price of their six pack where the where that money went to which uh you know to the brewery to us to shipping fees and of course the piece that went to um to tax and um it's fairly clear if you look at the card that that component has uh has gone up significantly and so what does it meant to to your business then well, we've uh, we've seen a significant drop in sales in Alberta. Uh, some of our more popular beers are down fifty percent and even more in sales. So we've been 
significantly impacted by the change. Now, explain this to me, because, you know, we, and we, I remember we talked to Muskoka Brewery, and they, they were no longer going to sell in Alberta. Uh, Steam Whistle had challenged this in court, and I think I thought they had won an injunction. So did that just apply to them? Did that have any impact on your business? No. So you are correct. Um, so Steam Whistle has filed an injunction, and they were successful in getting that injunction. But the injunction only applies to Steam Whistle w- until um, until it goes to court, so and and I think initially we thought um, that that was going to happen July August. I believe the latest I've heard is that that's going to be more likely to to happen in the fall. So until that's adjudicated, um, everybody else is still under this revised system where the tax on our products went up 525%. Um, so Steam Whistle, they're, they're the only ones kind of outside the New West Partnership that are currently not being assessed the increased tax. Interesting. Um, and, and what does it mean for, for the beer drinker in Alberta? I mean, the government argues that we still have more choice than anywhere else in the country, but uh, it does seem as though that, that there are uh, establishments and, and liquor stores that are dropping some of these products because if it's not, if there's, there's no good financial reason to bring them to Alberta in the first place, then they're not going to be available. They're not going to be on tap. They're not going to be on the shelf. That's right. So from my perspective, what the government has done is they've chosen winners and losers. They've, to a certain degree, I don't disagree that we still have a lot of choice, but to a certain extent, the the government has given incentives to certain breweries, particularly breweries from the New West Partnership, and and basically made it much more difficult for breweries like the ones we represent because, in effect, all things being equal, our six-pack would be $3 more expensive than the BC six-pack. So, obviously, um, I would say, particularly in economic times like these, They've given an advantage to to certain breweries over others. Well, and it, yeah, it's from what I understand, it's been pretty good for the BC breweries. I mean, the, it's the whole been point excellent for them. Um, Sixty right. new breweries have entered the Alberta market since this has been announced. Like, not necessarily brand new breweries, but sixty breweries that were not in the province from British Columbia are now in our system. So do you think that the, the policy has even had the desired effect, which is to give Alberta brewers a leg up? Um, so I would imagine that it has been somewhat helpful to them. But again, I, I just think that a, a lot of times they haven't thought their policies all the way through. And so at the same time that they've tried to help the Alberta breweries, they've also helped a very... Um, established and robust BC microbrewery market the the same leg up, um, if not maybe a better leg up. Because if we keep if our brewers keep sort of complaining that the other provinces are giving you know their breweries um, unfair advantages, well then the BC brewery has both the BC advantage and now the Alberta advantage. And I guess at the same time, I mean. You're a business. You're an Alberta business. Other importers uh, here, they're, they're Alberta businesses too. Do, do you think that the Alberta government is 
favoring a certain kind of Alberta business and punishing another, a different kind of Alberta business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, and I've said this before, they, they sort of present themselves as the, the party, the NDP is the party of the little guy, but clearly they, there's, certain little guys that they like or that they help more than other little guys because absolutely we are an Alberta small business and we were very proud of being a contributing Alberta small business my husband Mike was really proud that we were that we were actually paying taxes because in his view that meant we were contributing and they have really damaged our business we are as I've said, it, on many of the products, making half or less than half the sales that we were making. All right. Well, in the meantime, I, I guess there, there's there's not much you can do uh, to try um, to make actually, a go of it. So yes, we're you know we're we're continuing to mm-hmm. to fight. But actually, what we've done is, um, and and this is one of the things that I find very confusing about. Um, their the government's choice to to basically do this for the New West Partnership um, breweries. So obviously they felt the need to um, to um, not contravene that free trade agreement. But obviously um, Alberta has signed other trade agreements, and in fact, uh, as of 1995, we are uh, one of the the provinces that's under the agreement on internal trade which was signed by all the provinces and Canada and we are actually uh, we have filed a formal complaint um, or we're attempting to push through a complaint uh, through that agreement because uh, it it has a mechanism that allows for that and that agreement specifically states that provinces cannot discriminate against the products from other provinces. Yeah. So we're pursuing that. Well, and, and yeah, and, and that should be pursued because, look, I mean, obviously, Steam Whistle, if they were able to get an injunction that they must have, have something to their argument, that's going to be sorted out. But then there was the case, of course, uh, with the individual in New Brunswick who had been bringing beer from Quebec into New Brunswick uh, and his court victory. So I, I think there is something about, you know, the, some of these these legal issues and constitutional issues around interprovincial trade, and, and hopefully that gets sorted out. Yes. Um, so you're talking about the Como case. Right. And uh, actually, there's an organization called the Canadian Constitution Foundation yes. that's been quite involved in that. And they have been um, they've been actually supporting us uh, with respect to this uh, complaint that we're lodging through the AIT. So, yeah, I, you know, I, our feeling is we followed the rules as a company. We were, um, you know, we we were good corporate citizens and con- contributors to the province and that's really what we're asking for the province to do is to follow laws and trade agreements yeah. and treat us fairly <laughs> seems reasonable bo i appreciate you making some time for us here today good talking to you uh thanks for having me all, right. all the best bo vitanov uh, uh with artisan ales uh, and their pushback against uh, what they say are very punitive and, and damaging tax increases uh, from the government on their business uh listen we're long uh, in this segment gotta take a break we're back with more right after this Roger Kincaid and Rob Breckenridge, weekdays starting at 9.30 a.m. on News Talk 770 Calgary.